0: send your disciples into the world to preach, teach, and make disciples of all nations. Make us instruments of proclamation, so that all may know the love you have for humanity. We pray these things in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. We'll read responsibly Psalm 150.
1: Hallelujah, Lord to whom shall we go? You are the words of eternal life. Hallelujah.
2: The good news according to Matthew, the 28th chapter. of Matthew's gospel is not the end of the story. Jesus commissions his disciples and all who follow him to proclaim the gospel throughout the earth and to the end of the age. Matthew writes, Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted
0: So Easter is done. The hallelujahs were sung. The eggs were hunted. Poor eggs. They never had a chance, right? The chocolate has been consumed. That's Easter as most people know it. In the church, Easter is 50 days between Easter Sunday and the sending of the Spirit at Pentecost. For many or most people, Easter is a spring festival for fashion, family, feasting. Just as with Christmas, in church we hold off on the celebration for a period of penance and preparation. You can't avoid the Christmas music and the decorations once November rolls around, but in church we are decidedly not in Christmas, not in Easter during those preceding weeks. We are in a period of preparation and penance, and spiritual practice. Advent and Lent are periods of quiet contemplation and commitment to things like discipline, charity, prayer, service. Most people who celebrate Easter and Christmas have weeks of decoration and enjoyment, and then the day marks the culmination, the end. When the Easter candy is eaten, there's nothing left but making a stomachache. Otherwise, it's over and on to Cinco de Mayo or Mother's Day or another day of family fun. For most people, Easter and Christmas are seasons of celebration. No personal or spiritual preparation required. And when the day arrives, the joy is spent. Without the preparation, I think the day might be done in a way that feels like it's over, like there wasn't much to it other than whatever food was eaten or decorations were displayed. For us, for church, these days have preparation that involves self-reflection and study. And then the celebration is not one meal, but a season of deepening sense of purpose and belonging. For us, the observance is not candy and cardboard decorations, but a season of recounting stories of faith, singing songs of praise, and living lives of gratitude. Someone once said, faith cannot be stockpiled. It needs a pattern of replenishment. Faith is not gold sitting in a safe. It is a fire that needs fuel. Faith cannot be stockpiled. It needs a pattern of replenishment. Replenishment means you have a reservoir of understanding, of experience and trust. You can draw down a reservoir pretty quickly if it's not being replenished somehow. Replenishment means that you keep your energy and exert your energy and your strength at a certain level. So the well doesn't run dry, so the tank doesn't empty, so the battery doesn't fail. Faith is a well of vital water, a tank of fuel to keep your engine running, a battery to keep the circuits live. Faith needs to be fed, and faith needs to move and to grow and to live. Easter is not one day, it's not one basket, it's not one meal. Easter is the reason we gather every Sunday. Jesus' followers gathered to keep the Sabbath on Saturdays. Within the next generation, the disciples became a more defined community. Jesus had become their watering well, and gathering each week was their replenishment. Eventually, especially as more non-Jews joined the fellowship, the Sabbath was discontinued. There was also growing disagreement and conflict as a part of this. But also what happened with the community with Jesus' resurrection, changed everything. God was no longer just the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, but also God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The commandment to observe the Sabbath was transformed into a gathering to remember the Last Supper, to gather on each Sunday to remember the day of resurrection. Easter changed everything. For those early Christians, Easter should shape our lives, not one day, but every day. For those early Christians, death no longer meant an end. Oppressive governments that persecuted those who strayed from imperial practices were no longer the ultimate power in their life. It doesn't take long for the prayers and the hymns and the homilies of Easter Sunday to fade away and for our worries and distractions to take over. Faith cannot be stockpiled. It needs a pattern of replenishment. We should not neglect to meet together. St. Paul wrote in the letter to the Hebrews, Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for He who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. We cannot stockpile any relationship with anyone in our lives. We need to tend to those relationships. Easter happened 2,000 years ago, but it is here for you now. Resurrection is the promise we received in our baptism. Christ is here being offered for you, for me. Christ has risen. And we are an Easter people, a resurrection people. We are people for whom life is more. Christ is risen, and we shall arise.